Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. Here's your host, Morgan Colby and Rick Lemon. Welcome to the Fantasy Champions Fantasy Football Podcast. It is Tuesday, September 24th. Rick is here. I am. I'm here. Morgan Colby is here. You are here. I am very much here, somewhat. You know who's not here? Uh, <laughs> the Miami Dolphins. Oh, boy. I don't know where they are because they're not in the NFL or here. Wow. You know what else isn't here? Aaron Rodgers' fantasy production. Ooh. We could play this <laughs> Poor game. Poor Baker Mayfield. Or we could just keep Yeah, we could play this game. All day. Devontae Adams, too. Trash. Um... Today we got a lot to get to, waiver wire ad streaming options. We're going to give you some quick reactions for the week as we normally do on Tuesdays. Uh, we want to start with the news, but first, be sure to do the following. Go over to fantasychampions.com, check out our rankings, materials, everything yes. that you kind of want to check out. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram, like us on Facebook, Twitter at the FF Champs, Instagram at the Fantasy Champions, and Facebook.com forward slash the Fantasy Champions. Subscribe wherever you listen, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, YouTube. Click the bell for notifications. Leave a review. Share this podcast with your friends. Let's get to the news. Why do we have to keep talking about Antonio Brown? I'm not liking this. Like This is the first that, three think... weeks of the season. I was, en- I, was, I was hoping to enjoy my fantasy football season this year, and Antonio Brown has ruined it. I had uh, a total of a big, fat, whopping zero shares of Antonio Brown, so it has no effect on me. Right, it has no effect on me either. <laughs> I sat there for all of five minutes before the draft thinking about taking Antonio Brown, and I said, no. Uh, have you heard the recent drama? Of the Antonio Brown, <laughs> yes, situation. unfortunately. You know, on the good news, I think this might be the last time. Yep, I, I would I think, think so. But uh, then again, people said that about the helmet when it got solved. Yeah, that's true. And then people said that when he joined the Patriots. <laughs> Very much true. Um, so, just a recap: after we had talked on Thursday, Antonio Brown had, uh, I think he was. Th- uh, <laughs> He sent threatening text messages. I don't remember if we talked about that last week, but he sent some threatening text messages. Apparently, it pissed off Robert Kraft. So Robert Kraft was like, no way, Jose. And, uh, and I don't think he ever wanted to sign him in the first place. Uh, I think that was a Belichick not. thing. Yeah, probably. Yeah. I think it's horribly ironic that he gets like tagged for paying for stuff at a massage parlor. And, <laughs> and then he's like, no, AB. Sexual assault is not a thing. Like, okay. Right. Well, one was allegedly paid for it. The other allegedly did not. And just that's true, very much there's true. A, but there's, 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 a, there's a, a double standard, a little bit of a double standard. But so that happened, and then they cut Antonio Brown, and he was being nice to all the like coach and Brady and most of the people in the organization. And then yeah. uh, they announced that they were going to try to not pay him the nine million dollar signing bonus. And then he went on a Twitter tirade on Sunday morning. <laughs> tweeting all kinds of things that were absolutely... He deleted all the tweets, with the exception of the one that's, he, that said he will not play in the NFL again. He also re-enrolled in college. Yes, I So there's that. that. I don't know what the future holds. Uh, Drew Rosenhaus has said that there are people who are interested. They just want to get through the drama. I thought that the Patriots would be interested in bringing him back if Probably this is not. over, but now <laughs> after all this, I, I doubt yeah. it. Um, but anyway... I think that's all I got, Antonio Brown. Don't want to talk about him anymore. As far as fantasy advice, uh, is he worth 
stashing in uh, hopes that I probably wouldn't honestly you would drop AD I mean, straight up if if you have like, like that's that would okay think dropping Antonio Brown would you do it straight up he's not hurt he could still play this year I don't think he will but I don't think he will either I here's what I would do I'd keep him on my bench but if there's someone I really want in the waiver wire or I need to drop a guy Mm-hmm. He's probably going to be Antonio Brown. Agreed. I just have no use for him at this point. Yeah. Uh, Tyreek Hill is quickly recovering a lot faster than they thought. He is no longer in the arm sling. Mm. Um, it's just a matter of if he can lift his hands above his head at this point. Yeah. Um, and, and take a hit. That's good news, though. Very good news. Um, it also destroys Demarcus Robinson and Mia Coleman's value. Yes. Uh, the second he comes back, drop those two guys for somebody who actually has fantasy relevance. Uh, Tevin Coleman, ankle, shed his walking boot, and I think he started running, so uh, he should be back soon. Julian Edelman left Sunday's Week 3 game against the Jets with a chest injury. Um, they determined it was a rib injury. It wasn't broken. They checked the cartilage, and he, they said he's good to go for this week. That's so good. he should be all right. If you have Julian Edelman, I would I would start him. Keep an eye on, on practices and what happens this week. But if he's a full go on Friday, you should be all set. Um, Ido Smith exited week three against the Colts with a concussion. I have not found any updates on that. If you have Ido Smith and you're planning on starting him at any point this year, it doesn't really. I'm not really sure. That uh, yeah, you. I probably wouldn't do that anyway. Uh, Hilton exited week three against the Falcons with a quad injury and did not return. He's expected to miss week four. That could be a big blow to the offense. He's been awesome yeah. this year. The Colts have been surprisingly decent. Yeah. Um, I mean, they they did have a very good roster around luck. That's why people I were keep saying. Burping. <laughs> yeah, you got to relax, bro. Not in the microphone. <laughs> but um, that's why people were saying <clears throat> when they had Andrew yeah. Luck that they could go to the Super Bowl this year. Yeah. So now you take out Andrew Luck, you put in Jacoby Brissett, you're obviously not, not as good, <laughs> but they might still make the playoffs. Yeah, no, I, I think they'll make the playoffs. It would be uh, funny if Jacoby Brissett leads them to the playoffs and then actually like wins in the playoffs. <laughs> wins, the su- yeah. wins the Super Bowl. That would be, that would be horribly ironic. Uh, Saquon Barkley, unfortunately, got injured Yikes. in the last game. If you own Saquon Barkley, you, your soul was ripped out of you. Um, he had a high ankle sprain. He's ex- He's expected to miss... The first report was several weeks. Now it's clarified to four to eight. Um, Adam Schefter said it's the probably the back end of the eight. So uh, there is a reality at this point to uh, Saquon Barkley not being there until week 12, which is what I'm thinking. What, what I've been hearing is that they're going to hold him out sucks. until week 11. I mean, it, unless what's-his-name starts lighting it up this year, <laughs> Daniel Jones, they, pro- I would, if I was the Giants, I would not force Saquon Barkley onto the field. Oh no, no, no! Absolutely There's no not. reason. There's no reason in a season that you're probably going to lose a lot of games in and not make the playoffs. There's no reason to be forcing. Now, if Daniel Jones wins the next five or six games, then Barkley's <laughs> Barkley's got to come back and play. Oh, like, yeah. it's one hundred percent. So, um, if you have Barkley, obviously hold on to him. Um, would you sell him? Like, cause there are, no. there are, there are people that are trading him away right now. I wouldn't, I wouldn't trade yeah, him I would, away. I wouldn't trade him either. Um, Cam Newton expected to miss week four matchup against the Texans. They're going to, they're going to ride out Kyle Allen as long as they possibly can until Cam Newton I mean, is fully healthy. Kyle Allen plays like he did in week three. They're not going to give the job to Kyle Allen unless they, he does this like for seven straight weeks. If, but he, if he does this again in week four, they probably should. Like they they want to get the way Cam, Cam Newton's Newton played the last few years. He, my thing is like Cam Newton had a whole offseason to fix his shoulder, and now he's got this foot problem. And it's like, what if he's not fully healthy? 
When is he ever going to be? I don't know. And even in the beginning of the season. I don't season, know that Kyle he... Allen is uh, is this either. Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> he, they played the Cardinals, so it's not like, like he's a good He's a good add this week. I think he's got an easy matchup next week. So if you want to pick him up Houston and start him. but isn't I, too bad. But. Yeah, it's not too bad for passing, I guess. But, uh, yeah, Newton is expected to miss week four. I think they're just going to hold him out until Kyle Allen is <laughs> yeah, not a thing anymore. Pretty much. Uh, let's move into our quick reactions from week three. Week three is already in the books. We're moving into week four. Mm. Today. That's almost a quarter through the NFL season. Yeah, almost a quarter through the NFL season. For your fantasy season, if you are in a 13 or 14 week league, that means you are uh, you're almost a third of the way through your season, which is freaking awful. I wait all year wow. for this and then it's gone like that. Yeah, just gone. Um so I just want to give some of the things that uh I noticed throughout the week. You can share some uh, okay. as well. Um Daniel Jones went freaking berserk. Yep. 23 for 36, 336 yards and two touchdowns. Now, I was watching this game on my phone because I had Chris Godwin. (laughs) Five fantasy points. 36 points for Mike Evans. I was with the Mike Evans owner in our league. And I got friggin' toasted the entire time for having Godwin. Um, Last time I say stuff about Chris Godwin being better than (laughs) Mike Evans. Uh, But Daniel Jones... Rushed it in for a rushing touchdown, which is I didn't account for in the metrics I put in the notes, to basically win the game. Now, there was a massive like 55-yard pass, and I wanted to touch on this. 55-yard pass to like Mike Evans. I think it was 55 yards. I don't know. But it was a huge pass down oh, the right. field with like a couple seconds left, and they, they need it, call the timeout. And so I was like, oh, this is a chip shot field goal. So I stopped like watching it on my phone, and I was watching like the Seahawks game on another TV. And I looked over, and I was just watching the Seahawks game. And then the game ended, and I closed it out on my phone. And then I was talking to somebody, and they were like, the Bucks lost, man. I was like, what? <laughs> the Bucks lost? Yep. They missed the field goal. You can't trust kickers, dude. Oh. Like, this, this has been going on for like three years now. Where kickers will have a thirty to forty yard field goal to yeah. win a game, and they'll just totally miss. Yeah, it happens all the time. It's like fifty fifty, honestly. <laughs> Truth, uh, but Daniel Jones, Daniel Jones at this point is a must add in all fantasy formats. Oh really? Yeah, you are would, on the train. I Dang, think, must add. Yeah, against against Tampa. I mean, Tampa's not a great defense, but they've been good against the pass this year. So I would add a must add. Yeah, get him on your bench at least. A must add. Yes. For this week, he's facing Washington. If you don't have a quarterback, it's a must-add. Okay, if you don't have a quarterback, I would yeah. definitely add him. But if you have a quarterback, I wouldn't add him. Uh, I also want to note Kyle Allen, 19 for 26, 261 yards and four touchdowns. We just talked about him briefly in the Cam Newton. Mm-hmm. Great game for him. He also made DJ Moore and Curtis Samuel finally look like how they're supposed to look. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the Steelers-49ers game was so disappointing to watch. I feel like that's the only you've been talking about that game all. I was day. I was actually pretty hyped for it, and I was watch I watched the whole game from both sides. Yep. Garoppolo, um, he statistically was not good at all. He had one touchdown, two interceptions, and he fumbled twice. But if you watch the game, he actually wasn't that bad. Right. Um, both his interceptions were off the receiver's hands. It was one of those type things, mm-hmm. and one of his credited fumbles was a play where the receiver goes across the middle, like it's yeah. like a fake jet sweep. Mm-hmm. But it hit the receiver. Yep. He, he ran in front of Garoppolo when he hiked it, and it hit the receiver, and the Steelers recovered the ball. So that counted as a Garoppolo fumble. Yeah. So statistically speaking, he had a lot of turnovers and wasn't great. But and he only scored ten fantasy points for you fantasy <laughs> owners. But I wouldn't like yeah, jump uh, off the board at this point for me. I, I mean, I wouldn't. 
Jimmy Garoppolo, it, he's he's a stream option. He's he's, not, a, he's a he's a low end streaming option in deep quarterback leagues. Like I, oh wow, that's you would rather. I know you love Jimmy G. He had twenty five points in week two. This I I understand that. I just at this point, like you want to go with something that is more. For me, like if I'm streaming a quarterback, I want to go with something that I know it, someone that I know is going to get me like this, amount Dalton, point, this amount of fantasy points. This amount of fantasy or Matt Stafford. Against like, a good matchup, yeah, I'd take him over over Jimmy G or, right now. Yeah, see, I wouldn't. You're Not in a good matchup. Get the Jimmy G out of your shorts. Um, the Steelers' offense with Mason Rudolph uh, looks kind of scary. <sighs> it's not good. <laughs> not good. James Conner as at this point, I, I don't. He didn't. He looked like garbage with Big Ben. So let's not blame this on Big yeah. Ben. He just looked like he's looked like trash. He, all yeah, he all. hasn't looked. Good. I mean, again, he the and it didn't help Mason Rudolph either when Conner got the ball. Yeah, there was like six 49ers around him immediately, yeah. and then Rudolph was getting pressured all game. Yeah. But even when Rudolph had time, he wasn't great. But he also didn't like Tomlin called a lot of screens. Like they don't really it didn't seem like they trusted him either. Yeah, Juju would have also had a very bad week too, but he did turn that in, uh, a slant route into like a sixty nine yard touchdown. This is why I think you probably shouldn't panic on juju yet and i'm not saying this as a juju owner because i'm full out panicking as a juju owner <laughs> but juju smith schuster has the talent and the oh, yeah, ability he can make a, he can make a slant that. into a yeah like like, like he could you could have two catches for five yards three quarters into a game and then that happens like it's just that's you still don't want to like schuster. rely on that though i think the other thing is too like san francisco has has a good pass defense and i think the other the other side of that is that juju smith schuster was shifted this is a kind of a a, I think a big move for the Pittsburgh Steelers. They moved Juju out from the outside where they played AB. So they basically said at the beginning of the season, oh, Juju's the new AB. So they moved Juju back inside to the slot, and then they uh, they put James Washington and Deontay Johnson on the outside and Juju on the inside in the slot. So he's back in the position that he is good at. So... Hopefully that translates in the future to success. I did actually, I actually did not expect a lot from Mason Rudolph and Juju Smith-Schuster this week because they're facing San Francisco. Yeah, they actually have a much improved past. Yeah, so I'm not I'm not going to uh, you know jump off the Juju train yet. But if you are a James Conner owner, you should you should probably be falling. How about the Saints going into Seattle getting the win? Kamara Beasley, <laughs> Teddy Bridgewater must pick up in all Stop. leagues. <laughs> he was like, he was good though. He was very solid. No, yeah, he was good. Uh, Darrell Williams. Got a majority of the workload. Now, all the Darwin Thompson people that took a flyer on him, like I told you to, I, dro- right. I dropped him within like two quarters of the game. They didn't give the ball to him at all. This shows me, I'll tell you right now, this class for running backs in 2020 is filthy. It's filthy. And they're probably going to draft a running back in this class. And every single running back we're talking about right now is going to be nothing next year. I I just they don't want to buy into Darwin Thompson because of his pass protection, and they don't mm. like Daryl Williams was good in this game, and I actually think they'll probably get him more involved. I guess, but yeah, I mean the Chiefs at this point is just like I was shocked. I was like I thought I could have I would probably I was convinced Darwin Thompson was the third running back, and he just isn't. Yeah, guess not. If you, the Chiefs right now are just kind of playing whoever at running back, they don't really care. It doesn't really matter. So if you're a running, if you're an owner yeah. of one of the Chiefs running backs, I would uh, so sell. I was actually thinking about this the other day. This has nothing to do with fantasy football, but they have their running game is so bad. 
it's yeah, like it's, not great. it's really bad when McCoy's out there he's not he's decent but yeah. like did you I, I heard some kind of metric after the first two games that they were as a team averaging like 2.1 yards a carry oh gosh what what happens in a game when it's like really close and you have like a minute and a half left and they need to like close out a drive that's what that's what happened last um against the Ravens yeah and they got stuffed three straight plays yeah I know that's what I'm saying is oh actually gotta, you know what I think they got, I mean, Mahomes is good enough to make something happen. They got stuff three but. straight plays, and then Mahomes threw the ball in third. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Got the first down. So Right. <laughs> it's ridiculous. But Darrell Williams, nine rushes, 62 yards, five receptions, 47 yards. We'll talk. We'll probably talk about him a little bit later on the uh, the Weaver Wire ad section mm. of this podcast. Uh, I did want to note, Philip Lindsay had a, uh, a very good game with 26 fantasy points. I do believe this is probably a flash in the pan. Wow, only, what a shock you would say that. I would say that, I yeah. actually agree with you, though. I, I would say that only because this is a timeshare right down the middle, 50-50. They're both getting 18 to 20 opportunities. Now, they both have standalone fantasy value. I really do believe that. But, like, if you want... Somebody's got to get hurt in order for somebody to win the job. I That's yeah. what I've come to. And I don't want anyone to get hurt, but, like, that's what... The, like, if Lindsey re-injures his wrist or something... And Royce Freeman comes out, he's going to dominate. Mm-hmm. And I think if Philip Lindsay was given the full workload, he would probably play well as well. But at this point, it's right down the middle. I thought maybe last week that he would, that Royce Freeman would start to separate himself from from Lindsay. But he got a shoulder injury at one point in the game, which vultured the two touchdowns that Philip Lindsay had from right. Royce Freeman. So we'll see what happens this week. Both of them are worth owning, and I I. I feel like it's going to be one or the other. It's going to be like either Lindsay's going to be really good one week or Royce Freeman's going to be really good one week. Yeah. And with that... Do you want to start that? Though? I don't know if I want to start that. Right. But, I mean, Royce Freeman still had nine points. So it's like... And he was taken out of the game for two drives. Mm-hmm. So it's like... I don't know. Um, Another quick note I wanted to bring up is Baker Mayfield. He, uh, yeah, he's and, not good. Yeah. Drop him. <sighs> Three Ten- straight tempo. I, I own him in a league and there's no other quarterbacks. I would, I'd keep, if that's the case, I'd keep him on your bench. But if yeah. you have, like, if you picked up a semi-good quarterback, right. I'd probably just drop him at this point. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Uh, Darren Waller had 13. This guy, I, I got to tell you this statistic. This is crazy. Okay. So he was he was four, 14 targets, 13 catches for 134 14 years. targets, 13 catches. Yeah, he, he's alone. Ridiculous. He's the guy in the... He has not scored a touchdown this year, and he's fifth in fantasy. <laughs> you know what's funny, though? Well, <laughs> well, over or under, like, four touchdowns, though, for him this year. Oh, yeah. But I it's going to be, like, around. I would say five, maybe. <laughs> okay, yeah. But if you he's have... He's not going to get a lot of touchdowns. If but. you have Darren Waller on your team, and you get 20 fantasy points from a guy that doesn't score a touchdown, that's it's yeah. pretty good. Um this is the statistic I want to tell you. Over the first three games, he's had the second most catches for a tight end since 1950. Yeah. Do you know who the other tight end was? Even though I see it on the screen, who is it? <laughs> Antonio Brown. Oh, 27 Antonio targets. Uh, catch. Antonio Gates. Wow. You, you know, you always want wow. to bring up Antonio Brown. Don't I you? do. Uh, and uh, yeah, Darren Waller has 26 catches. Antonio Gates has 27 Um that is very impressive. Though. I'm asking you, because you owned Mark Andrews until you traded him for Montgomery last week. So I'm asking you this as a post kind of Mark Andrews owner. Yeah. Is Darren Waller not Mark Andrews, the George Kittle of this year? 
I think yeah, I think he is. Because the the offense runs through Waller right now. It kind of like their passing well, attack. They, runs they only have Darren two Waller. weapons. I know they do. And that's they, the thing. Tyrell they, Williams they is like on hit or Antonio miss. Brown, and Tony Brown was going to be the guy, and right. Tyrell Williams is going to be a solid second option, right. and then Darren Waller could be the tight end option. But with Antonio Brown gone, those are the only two guys in the offense. <laughs> so yeah, he's going to get the looks this year. Um, I I I, mean, I don't know if he's going to finish over under a hundred catches. That's a lot. It's a lot of catches, but I mean, right now he's 26. He's got a quarter of it done in three weeks. <laughs> like, I just don't, like, he if won't. If he plays the full season, like all 17 yeah. or all 16 games, then yeah. Okay. I, I would say uh, he's going to be between 90 and 100 if he plays the full season. I, I think there's going to be weeks where he probably gets like six, and then There'll yeah. be weeks where he does this, but it just depends on like when when Derek Carr is panicking and doesn't know where to throw it, he throws it Which to Waller. Like half the time, um, Dalvin Cook this year might freaking be a straight league winner. You know, it's funny. I I'm so mad that he got drafted as early as he did in our league. I was gonna take him late. I don't know if he would have fallen to me, but the fact that the RB one of one people in our league because they they drafted him like this was like 13. a classic example of I really liked Delvin Cook all year. Yeah, and then his ADP was like just too late much. second, too early third. Yeah, and then I was like, ah, he's kind of like, like I don't know. I kind of like bought into that, but deep down, I was actually like, he should be like a late first round pick, early second round. Pick. Right, but I didn't. I, I picked James Conner instead. Yeah, he's been playing out of his mind he's been awesome and he's gonna finish as a top three RB i year. think i think after week four we're gonna start to see the the dust settle for running backs you're gonna see kamara back at the top you're gonna see zeke back at the top yep. you're gonna see mccaffrey's already up there um you're gonna see guys like mark ingram and um who's the other clown austin, shoot? Eckler. austin eckler are gonna come down derrick henry so uh henry's five right now uh, oh, so he, he, he will definitely he'll come down come but down to like eight or nine yeah uh, but you'll see the dust settle a little bit. There's mm-hmm. some other guys that were supposed to be RB1s that are not there yet. Um, but I, I think Dalvin Cook is a top five running back, and he'll probably be a top yes, five I pick agree. in next year's draft. Yep. I 100% agree with <laughs> this that. This is the guy you're looking for. And you know what's funny? Nick Chubb's probably going to end at like eight, seven or eight, too. He's, we were talking about... So it's like we were talking about the Nick Chubb versus Dalvin Cook all yeah. offseason, wow. and like that both was... of them could finish in the top ten. I, I mean, Dalvin yeah, yeah, Cook... that's actually true. If you drafted a guy like... If you drafted like a month before the season started, mm-hmm. God forbid, uh, and you got like he was back into the second round, and you got a guy like Zeke or McCaffrey or Kamara oh, with Dalvin Cook, that's dirty. I I had teams where I drafted like that in mock drafts, and like right now that looks really freaking good. Um, um well, you know, all off season we were talking about at the same time. Seriously, yeah, the, um, <laughs> he's like um at the same time. <laughs> All off season, we were talking about th- this year's Christian McCaffrey too. Yeah, and we were looking at like third round guys, and it was like Fournette, Aaron Jones, uh, on Johnson. Right. It's it's Dalvin Cook, where he wasn't a, he he wasn't really a third round. He, he was, was a, third, a third round pick. He was in some some leagues in yeah. like like late second, June, early third June. He but was McCaffrey, that's where McCaffrey was going a lot last year. Was early third round, and McCaffrey ended up being a top three back last year. Right. I think Dalvin Cook. That's what's going to happen this year. It's crazy. I, he's been stunning, but I mean, it could be better now. If you were a Dalvin Cook owner, I'm speaking right to your soul. Please, for the love of God, go pick up Alexander Madison. He's been really good too. Oh yeah, like in his small amount of opportunities, he's been really good. So, like 
he is a he's a high end handcuff. Like if Dalvin Cook <laughs> yes. gets hurt, oh yeah, Alexander Madison becomes like I, I personally think he becomes a low end RB, low end RB one, high end RB two. Like that's yeah. probably where he ends, just because of the way that the Vikings run their offense. Um, we got to move into our waiver wire additions. Do you have any more quick notes from the week or? Um, dude, Cooper Cup. I've been telling y'all all Cooper Cup, and then Brandon Cooks is owning us. <laughs> yeah, I was like, frick. <laughs> <laughs> How many points did he get? Uh, I think he had 10, 11. I mean, that's not like no, that's not great, but it's Robert Woods has been a trash can last yeah. year. He's like, hey, that was your guy. Now mine was Cooper Cup. Would bro. you relax? <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's move into our waiver wire ads and QB streamers for this week. Um. I want to start off with the running back position. Is there any guys that you are like, I have to have this player? There's really not <laughs> at this point. See, like the first. Are you going to say that on every single? Because this is a bad waiver wire week. I'll tell you that. And then well, there's going to be a player that breaks out from this waiver wire. You know who? Freak me. Who had I actually get? Yep. Wayne Gollum. Okay. I I I would I was if you didn't say him I was going to say him but my only problem is. And I jumped the gun on you because you didn't even get to give your reasoning. But the only problem is, is Saquon Barkley makes up for that terrible offensive line. He might be. Oh, no, no, no. I low, agree. Low, low, low. Like on a week to week basis, he'll be a very back end, low end, like 24 RB2. Yeah. Like maybe. I, I don't even know. Like he's a starter and he's going to get the work. So yes, he's worth an ad. But how good is he going to be? Probably not. I think he could be a flex on some matchups. Like he has Cincinnati next week too. Yeah, he. I think so. against Cincinnati, he's a flex. Yeah, he's a flex. No, that's 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 three three running back leagues. God forbid that is a thing for people. Um, yeah, he's he's a he's an RB two RB three this week against Cincinnati. Definitely. Yeah, uh, I I would add him two point. He's owned in two point six. I would add him too. He's yeah. I'm curious. I didn't pull up the numbers to see what he did when when Barkley went down, but he was kind of put in an impossible situation when the game script wasn't favoring the the uh, the Giants. But how much would you put on Wayne Gallman? He had five carries for 13 yards. How much would you put on Wayne Gallman? Like five bucks. <laughs> I wouldn't go crazy. <laughs> he's like, he's I, like I, I'll, I'll put a waiver. I wouldn't. I wouldn't put. I'll, I'll take a fly. I probably wouldn't put. Yeah. More than ten dollars on anybody. Right now. Yeah. Um, I did say Alexander Madison should be a must-add for Dalvin Cook owners. I mean, Oh, yeah. If you're, probably, so if you're a yeah. Dalvin Cook owner, I might yeah, spend. Yeah. Definitely. I would, I would spend on that. I, I mean, if he's available, like, here's, here's kind of what I like to do sometimes with the, with the waiver budget, is that if you do have a waiver budget system, is if there's a guy I like but I don't want to spend an obscene amount on, mm-hmm. and I think they possibly could be available, I wait till the waiver deadline passes instead of putting a bid on them and then i see if they're available on thursday and get them for nothing is kind of where my mind goes with that it's kind of it's a risky play but if you think the guy's not going to get picked up by anyone else why would you spend five dollars on picking him up right um for a guy like wayne gallman i honestly think that people are going to spend 15 to 20 waiver budget on him if you have like a 200 waiver budget league <laughs> which is ridiculous <laughs> that's a it's, it's a lot but we'll see we'll have you a barkley yeah, you gotta you gotta pick right. up Gallman. <laughs> yeah, um, I think. What about Burkhead? Does he have any value? Because he keeps doing this thing yeah. where he scores a lot of touchdowns. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't. Okay. I still wouldn't pick up uh, There's somebody in our league that owns Rex Burkhead. He's owned in nineteen. What about Will Disley, dude? 
That's a tight end, boss. I know. I just really want to talk about Will <laughs> We'll talk about Will Disley okay. later. Uh, Ronald Jones is owned in 33.5% of leagues. Uh, he, Dude, Ronald Jones. He can't, I, I, I keep doing this thing where I pick up Ronald Jones, and I drop him, and then I pick him up, and then I drop him. You're going to be doing that all year. I I'm going like. to be doing that all year. Uh, Ronald Jones came into the game at the end, and Peyton Barber looked like a, like a shadow again, yep. like he always does. And Ronald Jones came in, and he was like six-yard run, seven-yard run, back-to-back. That's what he did in week run, one. Run. I'm like, what, are they, what, what on God's green earth is Bruce Arians doing? You know what he's doing? He told you what he's doing. He's playing the hot hand. I don't like that. Just start. No, one. for fantasy owners, yeah, absolutely close. garbage. It sucks. If you have a roster spot, I'd still probably use it for all zones but yeah um i yeah i would say pick him up as a as a flyer i always have one spot on my roster that's kind of a rotating spot in mm-hmm. case somebody breaks out and and has a really good week so if you have a rotating spot as well i would grab ronald jones and just take a flyer on him and see what happens this week and if he if he poops the bed then i would just leave him alone uh daryl williams there is rumors floating around that damian williams will be out again that uh, LaShawn McCoy is further injuring himself by playing. <laughs> so uh, does Daryl Williams, to you, have any kind of value to pick up? If both those guys don't play. so He's been the most efficient runner in this offense this I, season. I would, I would pick him up, but it wouldn't be for yeah, a long-term yeah. situation. Like, pick him yeah. up, see if he plays. Like, if you need a, like if you have Barkley, right. you, you need someone to start, and McCoy is going to be out, or Damian Williams is going to be out. Yeah. He could be an intriguing option to pick up. Um, I would also mention Tony Pollard as an option uh, for Zeke owners and for maybe oh. not even Zeke owners. I I, I got to see what that comes to. But if Zeke does get hurt, Pollard is another one of those Alexander Madison-like players where he has very good – that offense is so good that he could succeed in it yeah. very much. So let's move on to wide receivers. What do you got at wide receiver? Anybody that you uh, really, well, really want? Well, if you haven't picked up DJ Chark – <laughs> I knew you could bring up DJ Chuck. Owned in forty one percent in love leagues. Right. Next week he better not be on this list, people. You better yes. not be on this list. No, it, yeah, if he's if he's in your league, he's definitely. He was probably pick up. picked up like Friday. Yeah. Would be my guess. But well, right now he's only owned in forty one percent of leagues. Right, so which means there's fifty nine percent of leagues where he's not owned in. So again, if he's available, I would pick him up. Um what would you say about Philip Dorsett? With A.B. gone now, officially. With A.B. gone, I think Philip Dorsett is worth a flyer, and he should be on a roster. Like, he shouldn't not. He shouldn't be sitting out there on the waiver wire. He's on 18.6% of leagues. He's been decent, and Brady, for some reason, loves to throw it to uh, Philip Dorsett. Well, he's, there's also the crazy stat that has been flying around where it's like 26 of his last 26 passes to Philip Dorsett in the regular season have been completions. Oh, so uh, we're talking about a... Tom Brady version of Tyler Lockett. Is yes, that that's that's this is actually <laughs> could be the New England Patriot Tyler Lockett. I am not privy to picking up Patriots anything anymore. That's, um, yeah, that's fair. With Sony Michelle being a garbage can and the running back situation in New England, and then the only guy talking like about Edelman, Edelman, yeah, Josh Gordon, Josh was, Gordon with AB gone, I think was he's... was pretty good this week. I just think to take the third wide receiver on the New England Patriots, right? Yeah, is is, is a it's that's a why very I, deep play. I wouldn't. I wouldn't like. Go crazy I would say five dollars. Yeah, I would. I would put five bucks. Would you on. rather have like? Because I I said put five dollars on. Uh, Do you want me to list waiver wire guys that I would have over them? Sure. I, I'm not going to talk about the number one guy on the list right now yet, but uh, I would. I would definitely take Chark. 
100%. Debo, yep. and Dante, Debo, Samuel, and Dante Pettis could probably take over Philip Dorsett as well. Uh, but after that, it, I would... <laughs> so there's three receivers that you have ranked right now? Right? Yeah, so he would probably be five on my... Okay. If you wanted to have waiver wire rankings, he'd probably be five. Um, he's a, I mean, he's a decent wide receiver, but... <laughs> yeah, they just... It's, I just don't for think a fantasy option. I think there's too many fantasy points. Fantasy fantasy points. Fantasy football is all about opportunity, and if you don't present that opportunity, I don't I, like right. on my team. I don't know if I want to, you know, take the risk. Um, this is a guy that he should already be owned in leagues. Yes, uh, and, I know who you're and, talking about. And I don't know why there are people who left him on the waiver wire, and especially with our man's Daniel Jones playing as well as he did last week. And how well Sterling Shepard played with his 23 fantasy points and half PPR. Golden Tate, owned only in 42.3% of leagues, is a must-add. Yeah, if you don't like have Golden Tate. He's going to be out week four, so you're going to have to be like, oh, crap, I, I don't <laughs> have a wide receiver. But when he gets back week five, Daniel Jones is still balling out, then Golden Tate if, is... If Daniel Jones plays like this the rest of the year, and is like, a, yeah. he would be rookie of the year, and he'd be having a very good year. And if he plays like that... yeah. Golden Tate will be a very solid fantasy option. Yep. Like he could be a wide receiver oh, yeah. too. I <laughs> He really could be. I I really do like Golden Tate cuz he was really he was good. I hated was... Golden Tate all year. Last year? No, like all year going into the season. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I was yeah, like yeah. stay away from Oh him. yeah, because Eli blows. Right, cuz I have, you know, things my change thing with though. Eli. Things change. It's true. With... I also so didn't think no... Daniel Jones was going to be this good either. Yeah, that's true. Uh there is no wide receiver like there, there is no receiving op, not many receiving options on the Giants. Like, like Evan no. Ingram is a must start every week now. Yeah, but Golden Tate, I, once he comes back, he could be. He's gonna. He's probably going to take the outside receiver role on that team and be yeah. the number one wide receiver on the on the Giants. Like Sterling Shepard will still have some value, but go get Golden Tate if he's on your waiver wire. I think that's all I got for for wide receivers. The only other guy is Deontay Johnson. The Steelers changed their situation. The what was I saying? I have no I idea. I completely blanked. It sounded like you wow. just like were ordering at McDonald's or something. And <laughs> and I like, forgot what I was doing. You got so nervous. Uh, your yes, <laughs> Deont- McNuggets. Oh my god, uh, Deontay Johnson. I think is a is a is a good ad this week. I wouldn't spend a lot of money on him, but I, I, I probably wouldn't. The Steelers switched their system so that now the Deontay Johnson is a must start. Um, I mean, uh, is oh, now wow, wow, almost. <laughs> uh, Deontay Johnson is now starting on the outside in the same place as um, as Juju used to. So, uh, I think he is worth an ad. He had a decent week this week. I think he had eleven to thirteen fantasy points. I'm not, I, I can't remember, but um, I think that's all for wide receivers. Is there any anybody else that you would? No, I mean, out of the two guys in San Francisco, Debo Samuel and Dante Pettis, which one would you choose right now? Debo because he's getting more of the snaps. Okay. I like Dante Pettis so much. But I'd say I just, Pettis because he has a higher upside, but I wouldn't I wouldn't want either. Debo was their, was their fourth round pick, bro. I know. For I'm talking short term. Oh, oh, Pettis short-term. has a higher yeah, upside. Yeah, yeah. Um, wide, tight ends. This is going to be really quick. Um, Herndon, 9.5% of leagues he's owned. Uh, he is coming back. He was suspended for the first four games of the season. Seeing how much... The Jets have targeted the tight end position early in the season. I think Chris Herndon, if you are desperate for a tight end, you don't have one and you're like, I need a tight end. Chris Herndon is worth an ad for you. Oh, I think he could be a good pickup. He's a very good pickup. And and he's, like I said, he was suspended. So you're not going to get him to week five. 
but get them now before everyone starts thinking about Herndon coming back. Yeah. Um, now you can talk about your man's Will Disley. I I can't. I don't want this. I don't. I'm not picking Will Disley up ever in any league. Why do you hate Will Disley? I don't hate. There's Will There's something. Disley. No, you just, do. There's something. There's something there. Did he? Did some like random team start him one week and you're supposed to win? He got like 20 fantasy points no. last year or something. What's going? That was only Kaimi Fairbarn. <laughs> The kicker. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> That's the only grudge I hold. He now has back-to-back weeks. Wow. What's a touchdown, bro? He has three touchdowns in three games so Do far. you really, I mean... He's in his second year, right? So it's kind of the his Seahawks break. The Seahawks passing attack scares the hell out of me. I As it should. <laughs> but if we're just talking about waiver wire, like, can Will Disley be a top 12 tight end this year in fantasy? Yeah. So isn't that worth a pickup if you need tight end? Yeah, I guess. Okay, that's uh, all. That's, up, all, that's all I wanted. Dependent. That's all I wanted to say. Dude. A little bit. That's, but, that's yeah. just one. All right. right, that's all we. That's all we got for tight end. <laughs> um, I want to give you my uh, Q, my two QB streamers. You got yours, right? Your, yes. Your QB streamers. Um, so I wanted to start off number one after balling out this week after going crazy, game winning touchdown. He's got a lot of upside. He also likes to run the football. Similar to Josh Allen, but a little bit less. Uh, Daniel Jones versus Washington. He's owned in 14% of leagues right now. Yeah. So if you need, there's going to be buyers on him, and you're, you're probably going to have to try to spend a little more than you, knew, you, you normally do on a guy like this. But if you're trying to stream a quarterback, then Daniel Jones versus Washington is a great stream. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry if he craps the bed, but hey, it's worth the risk. You know what I mean? Yeah, I honestly like I was kind of dissing on you for picking Daniel Jones, but the more I think about it, it's a it's a good option. He's playing Washington. It's a really easy matchup for him to go out and do it again. I don't think long term he's obviously not going to get thirty six points a week. Yeah, but as a streaming option, I think he could start the year off with two very solid weeks. Right. Um, you know, a guy I'm looking at right now. Do not roast me. <laughs> Here we go. It's Kyle Allen. Four touchdowns against Arizona, 261 yards. He impressed me a lot. I was roasting the Panthers for not starting Will Greer. Um, it's clear why they didn't because Will Greer apparently sucks. Uh, Who are they playing this week? They are playing Houston. So Houston okay. um, is tougher than Arizona, but they're not a great pass defense. They can get to the quarterback, but the secondary is kind of eh. Um, I think Kyle Allen, I don't think he's going to get 28 again this week, but I think he could get another 20 to 20, around 20-ish points this week, which if you're streaming <laughs> yeah, quarterbacks, yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what you're kind of looking for. Yeah. Um, and then I have to give an honorable mention to Josh Allen. If you yeah, I'll honorably mention. Up. I'm going to mention him every single week until he's owned at 100% of fantasy leagues. <laughs> uh, Josh Allen, baby. Oh, never mind. He's playing New England. <laughs> the one time you to me. not start you Josh Allen. Uh, I was about to say yeah, too. Yeah, didn't have yeah, the metrics. I, I didn't see that he was playing New England. So. Uh, Matt Stafford is a flyer for me mm-hmm. uh, against Kansas City. Forty-four percent owned. Kansas City is going to be a shootout, so Matt Stafford's yes. going to have to throw the ball. Um, and he's been relatively decent when he's had to do that this year. So I think you can expect a twenty, twenty-five point game out of Matt Stafford against Kansas City. Um, it's a great streaming option. You could go either way on Daniel Jones and Matt Stafford. I have a question. Yeah, dude. Would you take a flyer on Teddy Bridgewater against? Uh, the, the Cowboys? No. Do you want to hear my... Okay, here's my number one He's quarterback string like, option ahead of Kyler, Kyle Murray because I just thought of this. It's Jacoby Kyle Brissett. Kyle Allen, you mean? Kyle Allen. See? 
You, it's said, ja- you said it like a mixture of yeah. Kyler Murray and Kyler Ablin. <laughs> it's Jacoby Brissett. Okay. Very underrated. You know, when Angela retired, I was saying he could be a decent waiver wire pickup. Mm-hmm. And I was like, eh, maybe like deep, deep leagues. He's gotten 18 and a half, 19 and a half, and 22 fantasy points to the first three weeks. He's been a consistent 20 Interesting. point week. How many, guy. how many leagues is he owned? This in? week, he's against Oakland. I'll look, I'll look up um, how many leagues he's and, owned in, boss. Okay. It, well, so NFL.com, it's 6% of leagues. 19% of leagues in Yahoo and ESPN. Yeah, so I think Percet is a very good option yep. this week. If so, he, my only concern for this week is the yeah. T.Y. Hilton thing. He's not going to play, so that that could affect it a little bit. Mm-hmm. But again, Oakland is a fantastic matchup for him. I could see another twenty point week out of Jacoby Percet. All right, there you have it, QB streamers. That'll do it for our waiver wire ads episode of the Fantasy Champions as we head into Week Four. Uh, be sure to listen tomorrow as we discuss booms and busts from week three and go over players you should buy and sell. Don't forget to check out our website at thefantasychampions.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Talk to you tomorrow, Fantasy Champs. Peace out. Thank you for listening to the Fantasy Champions podcast. Make sure you subscribe on iTunes and YouTube and follow us on Twitter at the FF Champs. 